0: chapter seventeen of mrs craddock by william somerset maugham this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva edward craddock was a strong man also unimaginative driving through the night to turkenberry he did not give way to distressing thoughts but easily kept his anxiety within proper bounds and gave his whole attention to conducting the horse he kept his eyes on the road in front of him and the beast stepped out with swift regular stride rapidly passing the milestones edward rang dr spolkreff up and gave him the note he carried the doctor presently came down an undersized man with a squeaky voice and a gesticulative manner he looked upon edward with suspicion i suppose you're the husband he said as they clattered down the street would you like me to drive i dare say you're rather upset no and don't want to be answered edward with a laugh he looked down a little upon people who lived in towns and never trusted a man who was less than six feet high and burly in proportion i'm rather nervous of anxious husbands who drive me at a breakneck pace in the middle of the night said the doctor the ditches have an almost irresistible attraction for them well i'm not nervous doctor so it doesn't matter twopence if you are when they reached the open country edward set the horse going at its fastest he was somewhat amused at the doctor's desire to drive absurd little man are you holding on tight he asked with good-natured scorn i see you can drive said the doctor it's not the first time i've had reins in my hands replied edward modestly here we are he showed the specialist to the bedroom and asked whether dr ramsay required him further no i don't want you just now but you'd better stay up to be ready if anything happens i'm afraid bertha is very bad indeed you must be prepared for everything edward retired to the next room and sat down he was genuinely disturbed but even now could not realize that bertha was dying his mind was sluggish and he was unable to imagine the future a more emotional man would have been white with fear his heart beating painfully and his nerves quivering with a hundred anticipated terrors he would have been quite useless while edward was fit for any emergency he could have been trusted to drive another ten miles in search of some appliance and with perfect steadiness to help in any necessary operation you know he said to dr ramsay i don't want to get in your way but if i should be any use in the room you can trust me not to get flurried i don't think there's anything you can do the nurse is very trustworthy and capable women said edward get so excited they always make fools of themselves if they possibly can but the night air had made craddock sleepy and after half an hour in the chair trying to read a book he dozed off presently however he awoke and the first light of day filled the room with a grey coldness he looked at his watch by jove it's a long job he said there was a knock at the door and the nurse came in will you please come dr Ramsay met him in the passage thank god it's over she's had a terrible time is she all right i think she's in no danger now but i'm sorry to say we couldn't save the child a pang went through edward's heart is it dead it was stillborn i was afraid it was hopeless you'd better go to bertha now she wants you she doesn't know about the child bertha was lying in an attitude of complete exhaustion she lay on her back with arms stretched in utter weakness by her sides her face was gray with past anguish her eyes dull and lifeless half closed and her jaw hung almost as hangs the jaw of a corpse she tried to form a smile as she saw edward but in her feebleness the lips scarcely moved don't try to speak dear said the nurse seeing that bertha was attempting words edward bent down and kissed her the faintest blush coloured her cheeks and she began to cry the tears stealthily glided down her cheeks come nearer to me eddie she whispered he knelt beside her suddenly touched he took her hand and the contact had a vivifying effect she drew a long breath and her lips formed a weary weary smile thank god it's over she groaned half whispering Oh Eddie darling you can't think what I've gone through well it's over now and you've been worrying too Eddie it encouraged me to think that you shared my trouble you must go to sleep now it was good of you to drive to Turkenberry for me you mustn't talk said Dr Ramsay coming back into the room after seeing the specialist sent off I'm better now said Bertha since I've seen Eddie well you must go to sleep you've not told me yet if it's a boy or a girl tell me eddie you know edward looked uneasily at the doctor it's a boy said dr ramsay i knew it would be she murmured an expression of ecstatic pleasure came into her face chasing away the grayness of death i'm so glad have you seen it eddie not yet it's our child isn't it it's worth going through the pain have a baby i'm so happy you must go to sleep now i'm not a bit sleepy i want to see my boy no you can't see him now said dr ramsay he's asleep and you mustn't disturb him oh i should like to see him just for one minute you needn't wake him you shall see him after you've been asleep said the doctor soothingly it'll excite you too much well you go in and see him eddie and kiss him and then i'll go to sleep she seemed so anxious that at least its father should see his child that the nurse led edward into the next room on a chest of drawers was lying something covered with a towel this the nurse lifted and edward saw his child it was naked and very small hardly human repulsive yet very pitiful the eyes were closed the eyes that had never been opened edward looked at it for a minute i promised i'd kiss it he whispered he bent down and touched with his lips the white forehead the nurse drew the towel over the body and they went back to bertha is he sleeping she asked yes did you kiss him yes bertha smiled fancy you're kissing baby before me but dr ramsay's draft was taking its effect and almost immediately bertha fell into a pleasant sleep let's take a turn in the garden said dr ramsay i think i ought to be here when she wakes the air was fresh scented with the spring flowers and the odour of the earth both men inspired it with relief after the close atmosphere of the sick-room dr ramsay put his arm in edwards cheer up my boy he said you've borne it all magnificently i've never seen a man go through a night like this better than you and upon my word you're as fresh as paint this morning oh i'm all right said edward what's to be done about about the baby i think she'll be able to bear it better after she's had a sleep i really didn't dare say it was stillborn the shock would have been too much for her they went in and washed and ate then waited for bertha to wake at last the nurse called them you poor things cried bertha as they entered the room have you had no sleep at all i feel quite well now and i want my baby nurse says it's sleeping and i can't have it but i will i want it to sleep with me i want to look at my son edward and the nurse looked at dr Ramsay. Who, for once was disconcerted i don't think you'd better have him today bertha he said it would upset you oh but i must have my baby nurse bring him to me at once edward knelt down again by the bedside and took her hands now bertha you mustn't be alarmed but the baby's not well and what do you mean bertha suddenly sprang up in the bed lie down lie down cried dr Ramsay and the nurse forcing her back on the pillow what's the matter with him doctor she cried in sudden terror it's as edward says he's not well oh he isn't going to die after all i've gone through she looked from one to the other oh tell me don't keep me in suspense i can bear it whatever it is dr Ramsay touched edward encouraging him you must prepare yourself for bad news darling you know he isn't dead she shrieked i'm awfully sorry dear he was stillborn oh god groaned bertha it was a cry of despair and then she burst into passionate weeping her sobs were terrible uncontrollable it was her life that she was weeping away her hope of happiness all her desires and dreams her heart seemed breaking she put her hands to her eyes with a gesture of utter agony then i went through it all for nothing oh eddie you don't know the frightful pain of it all night i thought i should die i would have given anything to be put out of my suffering and it was all useless she sobbed still more irresistibly quite crushed by the recollection of what she had gone through and its futility oh i wish i could die the tears were in edward's eyes and he kissed her hands don't give way darling he said searching in vain for words to console her his voice faltered and broke oh eddie she said you're suffering just as much as i am i forgot let me see him now dr ramsey made a sign to the nurse and she fetched the dead child She carried it to the bedside and showed it to Bertha. Bertha said nothing, and at last turned away. The nurse withdrew. Bertha's tears now had ceased, but her mouth was set into a hopeless woe. Oh, I loved him already so much. Edward bent over. Don't grieve, darling. She put her arms round his neck as she had delighted to do oh eddie love me with all your heart i want your love so badly end of chapter seventeen